Yesterday morning, the sports betting company DraftKings, one of the hottest stocks of the past year, took a beating. We got some breaking news right now. DraftKings shares, they are plunging right now. DraftKings shares are down nearly 10%. The shares were dropping after a new report raised allegations about one of DraftKings' subsidiaries. Allegations that DraftKings denies. Hindenburg Research just out. It talks about organized crime and money laundering in here. Hindenburg alleging that the merger with Bulgaria's SB Tech brought exposure to extensive dealings in black market gaming. Hindenburg, of course, the firm that has been targeting a number of different companies. Hindenburg Research, an investment firm with just a handful of employees. This firm has published several critical reports about some of the hottest new public companies. Some of these reports have sent stock sliding and triggered high-level resignations. Welcome to The Journal, our show about money, business, and power. I'm Kate Leinbaugh. It's Wednesday, June 16th. Coming up on the show, how one firm is challenging a litany of companies and profiting from it. This episode is brought to you by Vonage. With Vonage Video API, your developers can easily create custom video experiences tailored to your business. Enhance every conversation with live video, whether it's delivering faster tech support, improving customer service, or enabling interactive meetings and events. Unlock the true video potential of your business. Discover how at Vonage.com. Nathan Anderson started Hindenburg Research in 2017. And our colleague Amritham Kumar says Nathan was interested in investigating financial crimes. And he decided to set up this research firm to follow that passion. He really seems to have found his calling looking at publicly traded companies, saying why they might be overvalued, why they might be fraudulent, how they might have misled investors along the way. Over the past few years, Hindenburg has been looking into public companies that are highly valued, like DraftKings, and then diving into their business practices. So they try to uncover documents, they try to access former employees, they try to find sources that can give them information beyond what's publicly available or publicly disclosed oftentimes. So uh, it's a long process. It involves a lot of resources, a lot of work. And then they spend their time crafting these reports and making them accessible to everyday investors and all of that. But Hindenburg isn't only doing research on companies and publishing it. The firm is also short-selling some of those companies' shares, meaning the investment firm is betting the price of a stock will go down. Typically how that plays out in some of these cases is they publish a report and in that report they say, we've taken a position anticipating that X company's shares will decline. When the stock prices go down a lot, that makes Hindenburg a lot of money. Some of the companies Hindenburg has cast doubt on over the last year are ones that other people have been really enthusiastic about. They're trying to completely turn sentiment in what have become some of the market's most popular investments for individual investors. So you see these startups get public and use social media, use YouTube, use every tool at their disposal. 
And then I see Hindenburg come out and try to push back on that. When a Hindenburg report comes out on one of these companies, the share price sometimes tanks. And that can make a lot of people mad. It can be a pretty nasty business. Especially this year, a year that's had a lot of frenzy and hype in the market. And things got kind of out of hand, frankly, as far as people threatening short sellers' families and saying that they're kind of the scum of the earth to some degree. And it was really a nasty environment. This nasty environment has included a GameStop short seller having his personal information posted online and his children being threatened. But even within that nasty environment, Hindenburg and other short sellers have kept at it. And just to let you know, Hindenburg founder Nathan Anderson and a Wall Street Journal reporter are among a group of over 20 defendants in a lawsuit brought by a private equity firm. The case alleges a short-selling conspiracy related to a 2017 article. We reached out to Nathan about today's episode, and in response, he sent us a voice memo. He said that his research helps to identify bad apples in the stock market. So short sellers make money when stocks go down. Most people want stocks to go up. And they view the business model as one where you benefit when others suffer. But that's not really a complete picture. So our focus is on identifying and exposing fraud. And frankly, we think some stocks should go down. There are corporate executives that lie and mislead their shareholders and their customers and regulators. And we find that when fraud is unchecked, it tends to grow. So we look at our role as kind of white blood cells eliminating problems in the system before they grow. Before its latest on DraftKings, Hindenburg had another notable report, one on Lordstown Motors. Lordstown Motors is an electric truck startup that was founded a few years ago. It first came to prominence in 2019 when People heard of this unknown startup that was taking over an abandoned GM plant in Wardstown, Ohio. General Motors had abandoned this plant and was relocating about 1,400 workers, and they had announced that late in 2018. Then President Donald Trump basically publicly castigated the company and was very upset. But GM didn't keep the plant open. Instead, it found someone else who could take it over, Lordstown Motors. And within months, Lordstown was promising that its new pickup truck would hit the market quickly. They said, we can make a cheaper electric truck soon and use the advantages of having some of the infrastructure in this Ohio plant. We would do good in the community. We are advancing the future again. And people kind of fell in love with that narrative very quickly. That narrative was one of a scrappy startup that would not only save this factory town in Ohio, but it would also start making electric vehicles. Great for the local economy, great for the environment. Lordstown went public in 2020, and a few months later, it said it had already received more than 100,000 pre-orders for its trucks. It just had to build them. It said our electric truck is going to be cheaper, it's going to be available starting in September 2021 or so, Basically, we're trying to be the next Tesla. And a lot of people fell in love with that and pushed the stock up and made this company that had no revenue, had no product, had only been around for a short time. They quickly made it worth several billion dollars. And everyone was so excited that I think some investors didn't do their homework, frankly, and uh, it took on a life of its own. After all that excitement, in March, Hindenburg came out with one of its reports. This one, 
focused on Lordstown Motors. The fallout from that report? That's after the break. This episode is brought to you by Vonage. With Vonage Video API, your developers can easily create custom video experiences tailored to your business. Enhance every conversation with live video, whether it's delivering faster tech support, improving customer service, or enabling interactive meetings and events. Unlock the true video potential of your business. Discover how at Vonage.com. This episode is brought to you by Global X ETFs. Buzz around artificial intelligence is seemingly everywhere. Is your portfolio keeping up? Consider the Global X Artificial Intelligence and Technology ETF, ticker AIQ, which invests in dozens of stocks at the leading edge of this disruption. Investing involves risk, including possible loss of principal. Technology companies can be affected by rapid product obsolescence and intense industry competition. Before investing carefully, consider the fund's objectives, risks, charges, expenses, and more in the full or summary prospectus at GlobalXETFs.com. Read carefully. Distributed by SEI Investments Distribution Company. In Hindenburg's report on Lordstown, it made a lot of allegations. And the one with the most impact was this idea that thousands of vehicles had been pre-ordered. So Hindenburg in March of 2021 alleged that a lot of the pre-orders weren't real. They said that this wasn't real demand. They said they had talked to a bunch of companies and a bunch of municipalities that were supposed sources of pre-orders, and they simply didn't exist. Lordstown immediately pushed back against the report, saying the allegations weren't true. CEO Steve Burns of Lordstown and the company kept trying to say, like, we have pre-orders, uh, they're going to come in, we're going to be making our electric trucks soon. Despite the denial from Lordstown, Hindenburg's allegations damaged the company. Lordstown shares fell more than 16%. What would eventually come to light is those pre-orders, while they did kind of exist, they didn't mean that much. The company would later say those pre-orders were non-binding, meaning the people or companies who had pre-ordered trucks could back out at any time without any consequences. Wardstown Motors in recent weeks has basically said it has questions about whether Wardstown can be an operating company in the next 12 months. And then uh, on Monday, Wardstown said its CEO and CFO were resigning and it the company said its special board committee had partially confirmed Hindenburg's allegations. After the resignations, Lordstown stock dropped 19%. On Tuesday, the company tried to reassure investors. It continued to deny many of Hindenburg's allegations and said it expects to be able to start limited production in September. Hindenburg seems to be setting its sights higher and higher. Yesterday, the firm dropped another report, the DraftKings report. This is maybe the most high-profile bet yet that Hindenburg has made. DraftKings has partnerships with the NFL, NBA, PGA Tour. It's really considered a leader in the U.S. sports betting market, which is expanding rapidly. And DraftKings' business has attracted investors. It was recently valued at about $20 billion. But on Tuesday, Hindenburg came out with a raft of allegations about parts of DraftKings' business. 
So DraftKings went public in 2020, and it also combined with this gaming technology company, SB Tech. And Hindenburg alleges that SB Tech has ties to illegal activity, and they say that poses reputational risk and could have a lot of fallout for DraftKings investors. As soon as the report came out, DraftKings shares fell as much as 12%. DraftKings said in a statement that SB Tech does not operate in any illegal markets, and the company did a thorough review of SB Tech before the merger. By the end of the trading day, DraftKings shares were only down 4%. The stock's drop might have been good news for Hindenburg, because as a short seller, it likely put money in Hindenburg's pockets. And this, that Hindenburg could make money off a company's fall, is what makes a lot of people take issue with short sellers. But Nathan from Hindenburg says that his goal is to look for disasters in the market. That's why he named the firm Hindenburg, after that deadly explosion of a German blimp in 1937. He says by unearthing malfeasance, he's protecting some investors. Who we help is often the person who would have bought a stock next, but didn't because they were alerted to the problems. So it's not pleasant to wake up and realize that an investment you have may have issues of fraud or other major undisclosed problems. Uh, We get that. It can be jarring. It can be painful. But Overall, for the market, for society, it is better to get these issues on the table and address them. And it's better to have a system where the powerful can be held to account. You hear from a lot of short sellers and a lot of people on Wall Street generally uh, that try to say they're basically do-gooders in this way and protecting individual investors. I think in some cases that can be true, but anytime people try to seem altruistic as they're making a lot of money, you have to be skeptical. In this era of GameStop and retail investors versus Wall Street insiders, it seems like short sellers would be seen as the ultimate villains. But here... They're trying to come across as good guys. Everyone's trying to sound altruistic. So the short sellers are trying to say, we're here to protect other people by exposing this, but they profit when the stock goes down. The company that goes public is trying to say, we're doing this to raise a lot of money, accelerate growth, but also so that everyone can access our brilliant technology. And everyone's trying to claim this altruistic high ground. And the reality is, as always, it's a mixed bag. Like that could be true to some degree, but everyone's trying to make money. Other short sellers also issue reports to try to influence the market. But Amrith says Hindenburg is standing out. To me, it's crazy how quickly Hindenburg has risen to prominence. Their activity can really cause a cascading effect in markets and with millions, billions of dollars at stake for parties on both sides. And in some cases, Hindenburg is taking on some of the most powerful people on Wall Street. Wardstown got investments from Fidelity, from BlackRock, like funds managed by giant asset managers. They had investment from GM. Wardstown went to the White House in September. So uh, that tension, I think, is at the heart of the story and is something that we will continue to watch play out over the coming months. That's all for today, Wednesday, June 16th. The Journal is a co-production of Gimlet and The Wall Street Journal. 
If you like our show, follow us on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. We come out every weekday afternoon. Thanks for listening. See you tomorrow.